did you miss us? Well, we're back with a playoff edition of the Baseball Talk Radio Show. I'm Gary Mack. And Rich Baxter over here. How are you, Gary Mack? I am good, Rich. I have a little bit of a hip issue we were talking about. that. Uh, so if I grimace a little bit, it's not because we said something that I didn't agree with. It's just... Uh, a uh, little bit of a pain issue. Uh, I know you got a little back issue there yourself, so we're, we're we'd probably be on the IL, but uh, uh, we're gonna gut it out and get through this uh, show tonight for the yeah. people. Yeah, it's these little back tweaks and muscle pulls and things like you don't think about, and just you know, every now and again it sneaks up on you, and. Uh, comes back to haunt us but uh yeah we're back talking baseball with everyone we hope everyone's having a good playoff season just coming back from my first dinner out since the covid crisis uh, uh, tonight <laughs> gary so it's a, a big night <laughs> yeah trying to grasp onto a little normalcy uh of course outside in the air it's it's fall in the northeast so it's you know you got a little crispness in the air yes smells like baseball playoff baseball yeah <laughs> and speaking of playoff baseball have you been uh uh dipping in as they say now uh into the games at all and and uh, watching any of it yeah i've been dabbling here and there not as much as i used to i'm sort of trying to maintain my <laughs> truth to myself that I wasn't going to go overboard into uh, watching too much of baseball this season because of all the changes, the COVID crisis, yeah. things like that. It's nice to have in the background for me, but I have been tuning in to a little bit of the playoffs. I have to tell you, I've, I, uh, I too have been uh, uh, dipping in and I've been trying to watch more games and uh, sometimes I'll have something on the big TV and I'll be watching on a tablet or something uh, without the sound on. But I got to tell you, I've actually enjoyed the playoffs so far. Uh, it was a lot of good games, a lot of good plays. Uh, crazy game today. Uh, the, the Dodgers scored 11 runs in the first inning, top of the first against the Braves. Uh, no mercy rule, though, but... Um, I have enjoyed the playoffs so far, and I think one of the key reasons is that uh, the playing every day. I like that. I like the fact that they're really testing these guys. They're testing the managers and juggling the pitching staffs. There's none of that, you know, you, you, your apprehension, you get up, and then or they play a day, and then they were off a day, and then you had to wait for your team to come. No, this playing every day. I love it. I think that's something they should really consider keeping uh, when next season. Yeah, why put it off, so to speak? They want to try to get the season in the books very close to it now as we're uh, going through the championship series of both leagues now. Uh, the Braves and the Dodgers going through a nice battle. And surprise, uh, Tampa Bay Rays uh, look like they're doing well as well, Gary. Wow, they are. They're a powerhouse, and, and I'll tell you, they've got a good little team there, and they're doing it with uh, 
power, but they're also doing it with smart hitting and going the opposite way and playing uh, good basic baseball. Great defense. Kiamaiah. Uh, last night's game, I hope he's okay. I think I believe he, they took him out. He got hit by a pitch later in the game, but he made two sensational plays. Once he went uh, over the wall, not sure if the ball would have went out. He had some room, but it, when you look from behind, it looked like he was over the wall and um, caught a ball. And then later on, then a couple of innings later, they made a diving catch to get them out of an inning. So uh, some really good defense there for Tampa Bay, uh, good offense, and they've been getting some good pitching. And, you know, they're up 3-0, I think, and they, they've got uh, their big righty uh, Tyler Glass now going tonight, and he could end this thing. They could sweep Houston. And uh, I, I know I'm going to say something unpopular here, but it wouldn't be the first time. Uh I'm going to give some kudos to Houston. You know, I know a lot of people still mad at them and don't think they got punished enough, but uh, uh, kudos to Houston that that with all of the allegations and all of the moves made and, and the players they lost, and they lost Verlander to Tommy John surgery, and they still made it back to the championship round. Uh, I think that tells you that they're a good team and, uh, you know, did they know some stuff? Sure, probably, but it just goes to show you, you still have to hit the ball, even if you know what's coming. You still got to be able to get around on it and time it right. Sure, it helps, but you still got to be able to do it. That's true. And uh, playing on the same theme, a lot of the teams that made it into the playoffs not one of them was one of those bottom rung teams, seed seven or eight, either one. Uh, the cream did rise to the top, and the mm-hmm. better teams are making it as deep as they are now. Right. A couple of surprise teams made it in. We're probably going to talk to um, our friends at baseball and the law uh, a little later in the season and later this year about the Marlins. I know they were thrilled. Uh, that their local team made it into the playoffs this year. So we're going to bring him on, talk more about that. But um, what do you think about that expanded playoff uh, situation? I I think I'm starting to warm up to it a little bit more now that we're almost through this 2020 COVID season. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree. I don't know if I agree with 16 teams, maybe 12 teams, um, but I do like the uh, best out of three for the wild card. Uh, I think it just makes it more interesting. It, you know, you battle for a wild card and then one game, anything could go wrong. A team could get lucky. I think three out of five is uh, uh, was a better. For- I mean, I'm sorry, two out of three was a better format for the for the wild card this year, and. Um, the, the three out of five, and I think there's a way to do it. I think eventually what they're going to have to do is if they want to expand the playoffs, which you know they want to do, I think they're going to have to cut the regular season down, um, depending upon how many teams you let in. 12 teams might be good. I don't know. 16 seems to be a lot. I don't know if 14th is better. I, I, I don't know how you would work it. They'd have to work it out, but, you know, uh, what did they have now? It's 16, right? 
Yeah, eight, six and eight, eight and eight. eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if six and six is better. That's what they would do in any way, right? Uh, no, they would do in five with the two wild cards, uh, three, the division leaders and then uh, the um, uh, two wild cards. I don't know. Maybe maybe you do it. You got to do it different. Maybe you just take uh, the six top records and go with that instead of. But then that kills the division. So I don't know. Um, and, it, and if you're going to be honest with the way they make money these days uh, with the playoffs and people that have been to the playoffs know how expensive it is to bring these teams in, like the Marlins, for example, one that hasn't been there in years. Uh, over on the American League side, the White Sox, um, Toronto, for that matter. They haven't been there in years. But all of a sudden, you know, maybe it was time for their hometown fans to, you know, get a little taste of the playoffs. And, you know, I initially I was against it. And I don't like a situation where half the teams are making the playoffs. But mm. I've sort of warmed up to a little bit more because it, it does make the postseason seem a little more exciting. Well, and it may make Miami go out and want, you know, there's an incentive there to approve because they were, they got to, to the playoffs. They did win the wild card round, uh, lost it in the division round. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe it's an incentive to go out to try to improve. And it certainly gives an incentive to everybody in the division. Our two teams, of course, are in the same division with Miami uh, to try to improve themselves. And the way Atlanta's playing, that might be tough. But, you uh, you know, uh, you, you have to see. Uh, I, I'm with you. I'm still on the fence about the 16 teams. But you know what? It's uh, it's revenue, and that's what it's all about. And it has been interesting. But as long as they do things similar to what they're doing now, I think it'll be fine. If they go back to the off days and everything like that, I that's why I say I think they're going to have to cut the season shorter at either 154 or 148. And I really don't have a problem with that. And and uh, and start the playoffs, you know, and play the playoffs the same way. But you, you know, if you want a day off, then sweep the team. Um, I, you know, and, and then it was. I mean, they had three days off anyway between series because a couple of teams swept, and then they waited for the other. And even when they, uh, the Yankees and Tampa Bay went to the full five, I think Tampa Bay had a day or two off anyway before just the next. Don't, just don't take our our DH from the National League. Or don't <laughs> put the DH into the National League, rather. <laughs> Well, I think that's good. I think that's a given too. Um, I tell you what, I even kind of like the idea of having the neutral ballparks. I I, I don't the know. Playoffs. Yeah, for the playoffs because I think uh, you know. Um, but it takes that fan, you know, the the towels. Well, yeah. of course, there was no fans hardly in the stadiums this year, but uh, yeah, that's how those local teams are going to get and benefit from that revenue of course well 
Then the other thing I would consider is I would consider the World Series being on a neutral site, uh, uh, and uh, and 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 played that way, you know, and and you play the other the playoffs up to that point because it, it's so nice to see them not be affected by weather at all, and it would probably build it up more. More so, like a Super Bowl situation. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're not localized into one area. You're going to build it into a something bigger, possibly. And then, and it takes away all those the the travel days. You know, if the Yankees uh, or the Mets are playing the Angels or something, you know, there's there's too many travel days in there. Um, I want it where they're playing every day, and I I think it was better. It's better for the sport. It's efficient, and like I said, it it to me it creates more strategy for the manager because they've got to you know do I use the guy in this game? I'll give you an example. Uh, last night uh, the Braves had a eight to three lead. I think it was going into the bottom of the ninth. Um, they brought in a relief pitcher, and and uh, the Dodgers uh, uh, Seager hit a three run homer. Somebody else had a home run. Well, they had to bring in Melanson, who was their closer. Now, the whole point was they wanted to get out of that game because it was a a, a laugher more or less, and not use Melanson, but they had to to get the last uh, out or two. So. You know, now now does that take him out of tonight's game, or they got a break tonight because it's a la- it's eleven nothing. They're getting cream, so they're obviously not going to use him anyway. Uh, but you know, it's stuff like that that when do you use a certain relief pitcher because you know he's not going to get those days off unless we sweep the series. So, uh, like I said, it 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 opens up the whole game at least. And uh, it it adds some strategy in to the game uh, on all levels, and and I, I just find it it because it got through a series quick, and you're not there. Oh my god, they still. You know, sometimes you'd be watching, and they'd have a day off, and and then they'd have two days off or something for travel, and then you're like, oh, when the hell are they playing again? At least you knew they were playing the next day. And and now especially with this, with the four teams left, so I I like it. That's cool. So we'll see if that carries on to uh, next season. Here, as we're already starting to think about, you know, twenty twenty one and what that might bring. And before we go away from the playoffs and talk about the season itself, um, the TV ratings were up and down depending on what market you were at uh boston was down 54 percent this year uh of course they had a terrible team cincinnati reds were among the best in major league baseball's local tv ratings so you know there's a lot of different explanations for why uh pro sports in general has dropped this season especially since the pandemic uh, the NBA dropped dramatically. NFL still down on viewers. And it depends. Uh, I think the baseball playoffs themselves are, are pretty 
much being watched, but different teams had different results this year in this uh, pandemic year. So I'm sure it's got baseball analysts scratching their heads as to why the, how, and did they lose fans? Will they be back in 2021? There's a lot of unanswered questions going into the off season about that. And we're going to find out in 2021. I think baseball is in a good position, uh, Rich, because uh, let's see how I can gently put this. But uh, basketball has gotten themselves into a lot of trouble with the fans. They are down like 50%. I mean, their finals would just ended. I, you know, a lot of people don't even know who won and nobody cared. I think they were down 54% or 55% from last year's game six of the play, which was the final game. They had a game seven this year and it was down 50% or something. I think they had 5 million viewers and last year they had 11 million. Um, Football, I think, is down also. And I think it's one reason. I think people are sick of the politics. And, of course, basketball is announced. There'll be no politics involved next year. They won't be able to put uh, whatever they want on their jerseys, uh, the Black Lives Matter or whatever. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have it on the court next year. We'll see if that causes a revolt with the players or whatnot. But I think people got tired of it. I, I... I I uh, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I, I I think it was just too much. They were trying to shove down people's throats, and of course, football now with the kneeling and all of that stuff. People do not want to see that. They want to tune and, in and watch a game. And I don't want to sound misrepresentative with this either. It probably wasn't people that generally just casually tune in either. It was maybe no. fans of the NBA. Um, regardless of their race that didn't want to see this either, possibly. Um, And same with the NFL MLB started out that way. (laughs) Um, But uh, let that slip into, um, you know, a a different dimension almost uh, after a certain number of days, but uh, you can't discount that reason for, for this happening. And that's not to say that it might not carry into next year. A lot of people um, that just don't like the politics of anything for one reason or another, um, regardless of what it is for, they go to a sport to escape that. They don't want to be a part of either one side or the other or the middle or another side. They, they went to watch baseball. They went to watch basketball. It was a haven for people to get away from, politics and sports somehow brought politics into their own, um, you know, demise, so to speak, possibly we'll have to see in 2021. Are these fans gone for good? And, and, and honestly, basketball was the worst. You couldn't help, but hit with the politics by just when, when, you know, the the court itself was a, a political statement, uh, they had Black Lives Matter on all the courts, and and so yeah, and there you, different references to China, you know, um, people's affiliations with uh, uh, China and things like that. So you you had a lot of mixes going into that that stew there and that that cake, so to speak. 
But uh, like I said, I think a lot of people and all fans I'm talking about, not just certain fans of uh, a certain persuasion, want to get away from all of that stuff. They want to push that aside. Sports was their getaway place. They, It was almost like government. You know, they don't mm-hmm. talk about religion because it's not right. There's so many religious people out there. You'd offend half of the people by talking about one side <laughs> of the people. But people would escape that to go to sports and they felt safe there. They felt like they, they belonged there that, you know, they found themselves a home there. Now all of a sudden, you know, for one reason or another, like I said, it could be for any reason, people just want to escape that. And that was their home to escape it to. And, you know, maybe they lost them for good. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I I don't know what they're going to do though, to bring them back, you know, um, that was a considerable drop off. And I think people just learned that they, they could do other things and, and they get tired of it. And then of course LeBron James coming out with, with the statements that he's been coming out with off and on. Uh, it's not a pop. He's probably the most popular figure and yet he's not very well liked in a way. Uh, right. So I, you know, I, I don't know, but uh, it's been a wacky year, Rich, and and like you said, I think we'll see whether or not they uh, they'll pay for it. But uh, you know, speaking of twenty twenty being a wacky year, Rich, uh, we've we lost another Hall of Famer this past week, uh, Joe Morgan of Cincinnati and San Francisco and Houston Astros fame. Passed away at the age of 77. Uh, we also lost uh, Whitey Ford at the age of 91 or 92. He also passed away. Um, I've got a lineup here, Rich. Uh, I'll read it out. Of These are all guys, baseball players that died. And and uh, a lot of Hall of Famers are on it this year. If you don't mind, I'll read it off. Uh, first base, Bob Watson. Uh, first baseman with the Houston Astros and uh, the Yankees. He worked with the Yankees for a lot of years. Second base, Joe Morgan, as I said, the big red machine. Hall of Famer. Uh, shortstop, Tony Fernandez. Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, had a spell with the Mets as well. Uh Third base, Tony Taylor, Philly. Um, always remember Tony Taylor. He always had that weird-shaped hat because he always wore the the batting helmet, the inside batting helmet that they used to wear back in the 60s inside the soft cap. Uh, and he was an institution in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. He was there for a long time. Yeah. Uh, outfield, we've got uh, Hall of Famer, Lou Brock, who passed away a couple of weeks ago. Early in the year, another round fielder, Al Kaline, a Hall of Famer, died. Um, Jimmy Wynn, the toy cannon for Houston, passed away. Catcher Hal Smith uh, was a backup catcher with Pittsburgh, and I think Houston he played with. Um, Pitchers, listen to this lineup that we've lost, and within a relatively short time. Uh, Bob Gibson, Tom Seaver, and Whitey Ford, all Hall of Fame pitches, uh, passed away this year. Don Lawson, the only man to throw a uh, a World Series uh, perfect game, 
and uh, he passed away. And in the my my tablet's acting up here. Uh, bullpen: Ron Paranowski, Johnny Antonelli, Mike McCormick, Matt Keogh, and Ed Farmer all passed away. And the bench: we lost Jay Johnstone, Claudel Washington. And uh, as I said, Mike. Yeah, two Let's big see. names from the seventies there. Yeah. Uh Jay Johnstone, Claudel Washington. I believe he was with the A's for a long time. Yeah. Um, Had a stint with the Mets. Uh Glenn Beckett of the Cubs. Lou Johnson, who was with the Dodgers, Damaso Garcia, who was a Yankee at one point, and I think a Blue Jay, and Biff Pokoroba. Uh with the uh, Braves, among other teams, and a manager, John McNamara, died. So um, lost a lot, and a lot of Hall of Famers, Rich. It's unbelievable how many uh, quick count, one, two, three, four, five, six or seven Hall of Famers that were that passed away this year. And I guess, you know... Um, we're getting old. They're getting old, and and I guess this is what happens. I'm going to add another to that list. Um, probably didn't make the national media because he was a, a Phillies player. Uh, Kim Batiste, 52, mm-hmm. died at wow. uh, Louisiana Hospital after complications of uh, emergency kidney surgery hmm. not too long ago. Probably within the last uh, two weeks, yeah. passed away from that. So, yeah, it's been a tough year for health uh with the pandemic of course and it still continues big names the president getting it and apparently healed from it uh nick saban football coach i just read tested positive for that um and it's uh it's made its rounds through the baseball teams we saw that over the year which was incredible as well so yeah. you know, it's just a testament but uh, you know it's it's very sad to see some of the names that we grow up with passing away and of course every day we get a little older and uh, you, you want to think that these people are are going to be with us forever you know and <laughs> it's just a shame yeah I you know especially when you get a guy like uh, for us here in New York Tom Seaver and, and Gibson and uh, you know, Whitey Ford was 94 or 92 or, or, uh, going to be 92. And so you can almost, you know, that one, he was around a long time and, um, but a Seaver and a Gibson who, who you never expected, uh, uh, you know, to go like that. And then I, it's just, um, you know, like you said, we're getting a little older and they're getting older. So. Not much you can do about it, I guess, Father Time. We can't beat Father Time. That's true, and it's uh, it's amazing. Like, I, I remember seeing Joe Morgan and John Miller for years do Sunday Night Baseball, and they made a good team. It was uh, a good back and forth between them most of the time, and you know, then they retired from that, and you don't hear from them for a certain number of years, and then, unfortunately, we hear uh, – when they pass away, but yeah, legends of the game this year passing away and, uh, what a shame. And, uh, we can only hope for better with 2021. 
It's funny you mentioned John Miller. I was a uh, um, buddy of mine, uh, Jeff Conan, does the baseball and barbecue with Len, uh, his buddy Len Aperman. They do a great job there, guys. Uh, go listen to Baseball and Barbecue. Uh, he got me an invite to a Zoom conference that um, John Miller was the guest on. It was the New York Giants. Let me get this right. Preservation Society. It's a group here in uh, New York. And uh, so it was. Uh, in- I had some technical difficulties, so I couldn't stick around for the whole thing. I kept uh, cutting it and out, but... Uh, it was interesting what I heard, and he was talking about his career and his past history. And I think this was before; it was a couple of days before Joe Morgan died, so there was no, um, you know, no. Uh, I don't think nobody had any idea that he was uh, ill or whatever. But at least nothing was said. Uh, but it was pretty interesting to uh, listen to him and, and uh, some of the stories that he had about his career and whatnot. So I uh, just wanted to get that in there when you mentioned And him. I think he still does Giants games. I, yeah, I think he's uh, – does he do the home games maybe? He may not I travel think, as much. He does the home games, yeah. Yeah. Or he had been doing them as far as, as soon as last year, I remember him being on that. Yeah, what what went on there with uh, with a uh, well, the ESPN's been looking for a team ever since they let those guys go. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't been able to solve that problem at all. So, yeah, and uh, Tony Larusa is back in the news. He's uh, been a special assistant in the Los Angeles Angels organization at uh, seventy six years old. Uh, he won the World Series as manager of the 1989 o- Oakland Athletics. He's now 76 years old. Uh, the White Sox are now talking to him about possibly managing them oh in 2021, goodness. believe it or not, even at 76 years old. So Tony La Russa, one of those names that we've heard around baseball uh, with the Cardinals forever. It seems like he's been a manager forever. Uh thinking about getting back into it at 76 years old this year, uh, maybe managing the Sox next year. Wow. Well, <laughs> look, they had a good run. They made it to the uh, playoffs this year, uh, at the extended playoffs. And uh, I was shocked when they uh, let the manager go or it was uh, mutual or whatever they want to call it. But, uh, I was a little shocked at that because he did get him to the playoffs. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. You know, don't forget the Marlins had, uh, oh, what was his name? The guy that they brought back, and he was 80, I think, or something, wasn't he? A few years <laughs> I, ago. I can't think of his name. That'll be a trivia question for our next <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, somebody write in and tell us uh, who was the Marlins man that they brought. I think he won, didn't he? Win the the. I, I have his the picture of his face in my mind. Yeah, me I, too. I can't draw his name. I can't think of um, his name. I'll see if I can find out. I'll look it up. But uh... yep. So we're looking forward to that. See what happens to there, and then of course. Baseball fans back watching the playoffs, um, 11,000 and a half fans being allowed into the stadium, apparently, to watch the World Series. 
uh, when that starts off. And that'll be interesting to uh, to see as well. I don't know. Would you want to be one of those 11,000 or so uh, in the stadium? Yeah, sure. Why not? Got to get back to uh, to life and, and uh, elite it. By the way, he was Jack McKeon was the guy I was thinking. Okay, of. yeah. Jack McKeon. Yeah. I um, still see his face. You know, I got to say, it was a little strange. <laughs> Maybe I got used to the cutouts now. Uh, last night, uh, Freddie Freeman, I think, was hit a home run. And to see people running for the ball, I was like, whoa, what, what, what is this? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it was interesting that they had, I believe it was in... Uh, uh, I guess that was Texas they're playing. They had him in the outfield. I don't think there was any in the infield or behind home plate because the cutouts were still there. Um, so I know some teams are sending out their cutouts now. That you, you can pick them up uh, if you purchase the cutout for the season, which I did not because uh, it was outrageously high-priced. Um, uh, but... Um, uh, I I I noticed behind home plate was still all cutouts and it looked like on the lower level, uh, maybe they let him in on the upper level or something uh, later on. But uh, cutouts remain, and and I, I have to tell you, uh, San Diego did a nice job. They had a lot of their fans still there, um, but they had sprinkled around. They had like a Tommy Lasorda and a uh, 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 Oral Hirsch. Uh, Hersh uh, Hersheiser uh, cut out, and uh, I'm sure they had some brave ones around as well. So, uh, you know, they did a pretty good job. They're trying to make these guys as comfortable as can be, and I I don't know. It's for me. It's just working. I don't know why. It's just um, I'm, I'm finding more interest in it. And I, I guess a lot of it, like I said, I think because it's every day, but, uh, we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. And it's something to look forward to every day, especially if, you know, you're still home with the COVID situation as much as everybody still seems to be. Right. Uh, Freddie Freeman adding about the fans in the stadium. Much needed, quote unquote, was his um, line. And of course, he's playing with the Braves. We're getting shellacked tonight in game uh, three, by the way, here, Gary. Uh, they opened up 13 to nothing, the Dodgers Ooh. did over the Braves. I believe it, the last time I checked, it was 15 to one. Yeah. So the Braves or the Dodgers rather tr trying to make a series of this. And we'll see if they can still continue to make it a series uh, the next game but uh, they've got their hitting shoes on tonight yeah yeah it was now or never for them i guess as they're uh finding out with this you know you can get out of there quick in the playoffs yeah uh so rich who do you like going forward out of these four teams who who would you like to see in the world series and who would you like to win well if i had to now I know that I believe the Rays will be in it. I would probably pull for the Rays. I like a few of their players on their team. They're not a big payroll type of a team. They're a small market. Tampa, of course, um, I'd like to see that 
franchise stay in Tampa, and that would be a great thing for them to win it all, I believe. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'd like to see the Rays. Uh, my brother lives in uh, nearby in Clearwater, so uh, he's a Rays fan now when he's not rooting for the Mets, naturally. He gets them down there, so you root for where you are, I guess. And uh, so I'd like to see them win, and boy, wouldn't that be something to be a, a, a doubleheader in, in sports? Uh, Tampa Bay won the... Uh, uh, NHL Stanley Cup, and now if they can win baseball, do you know we get the uh, championship city is Tampa, Tampa, Florida. That's for sure. Yeah, it would be a double play for them. And uh, one of my last uh, topics up of the night of the uh, podcast here, and of course we're on YouTube, so you probably have to tune into our YouTube feed to see this, Gary. But uh, wow. look alike. Are we looking at two pictures here of Mike Trout, or is it Mike and someone else? Wow, that is close. Mike Trout on the left, of course, with the Angels hat on, and a guy named Matt Barkley on the right. Uh, apparently, he's a um, quarterback at USC. I should have had him in an Angels hat. It would have really confused matters. Yeah, so. <laughs> Gee, that's close, huh? Yeah, there's uh, there's a good article on Fox Sports about this uh, celebrity lookalikes. I'll scroll through a few more here. Uh, Nick Johnson and a guy named David Denman on the screen there. And let's skip that one. This one's pretty interesting. Brian Roberts and a guy yeah. named Chris Allen, who wow. is an American Idol singer. They look pretty, pretty yeah. like the same here. Vladimir Guerrero and a guy named an actor here, um, Michael K. Williams. A little. I don't know if I'm buying that one. <laughs> That's a stretch. Here's a little yeah. Frank Zappa and <laughs> Mike Maddox, maybe. Just with... <laughs> With I the, can uh, see some some similarity there. How about Bobby Flay and Josh Hamilton? Maybe uh, put I a hat on Bobby Flay. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I think that's stretching it a little bit. Now there's a hilarious one on here. I'm going to fast forward up to it. <laughs> I gotta I gotta say that I I don't whoever made this up really stretched this one, but I had to laugh when I saw it. Let's see where it is here. There it is. David Ortiz and Esther Roll. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's stretching it. <laughs> Who's yeah. that Met we had down there a little further? The Met, let me see. Right there. Uh, oh, R.A. Dickey. Dickey. You know, that one's good. That, I could see that one. Yep. That's got An some actor, potential. Uh, Timmy Busfield with yeah. the series 30 something, apparently. Right. Right, right. I could see that. I could see that. A little bit of uh, celebrity lookalikes <laughs> there, and Trout. Trout has a few, so yeah. Yeah, that was a that was a, that was a close one with Mike Trout there. Sort of like hocus, hocus focus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Well, other than that, Gary, uh, talk about our Patreon page, and I invite anybody that listens to this podcast to go over to patreon.com forward slash baseball talk. That's how you get to our Patreon page. And if you need directions to it or a link, please email Gary or myself, rich at baseballtalkradio.com or Gary 
at BaseballTalkRadio.com. We'll send you a link if you need it. We need some Patreon supporters. You know, I'm tired of hearing all these podcasts that have 100 Patreon supporters, listeners out there that, you know, care enough to say, hey, you know, yeah, let me support this podcast. Do you how many commercials do you hear in our show? Probably not many. So <laughs> We're not getting paid by the companies to do the show. So we're looking for Patreon supporters or somebody to come along to our website where we have our show. How's that? And that, of course, is anchor.fm over at the you know, home for baseball talk radio show. And it's anchor.fm forward slash baseball talk radio show right there. You can subscribe to the show, find out where we're at, hit the support button. It's a little button that's right in the middle of that page. And you can do the same thing. And these are secure methods of payment. You just put your debit card in. If you want to give us a dollar a month, $2 a month, we'd appreciate it because, you know, we got to upgrade our systems for the coming playoffs, the World Series next year. So um, please consider sponsoring the show if you're a longtime listener or you like what we do here. Very well put, Rich. Very well put. And, uh, you know, as Rich said, uh, it'll help us uh, immensely. You give whatever you can and, and uh, uh, show us you like to listen. Uh, it's, I know we've been a little inconsistent with the shows. We're working on that. Uh, it's just part of the whole year, part of 2020. Uh, there really not a lot to talk about, but, uh, you know, uh, we'll try to get more guests on and, and, uh, uh, stuff like that to, uh, to make it, uh, interesting. And, uh, especially in this off season now with the, uh, long nights of winter coming rich. And so, uh, we'll be able to read some more, I guess, and see what's out there and get some guests in. Yes, indeed. It's going to be an interesting off-season, talking about uh, how the country's doing with the COVID crisis. Hopefully, we're out of this mess at some point in time, uh, being optimistic on that. But uh, I want to thank everybody for hanging in there, being patient with us, listening to the show. Please hit that subscribe button so you get every show that we download and you don't miss any. And... Uh, Enjoy the playoffs, and we'll talk to you uh, as the World Series begins. See you next time.